Yo, yo, yo. What's good, Addicts Gang? You're joined by none other than Frank for your week six recap. You already know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be flying through these games, giving you all the storylines that matter. Um, I'm glad to be able to bring you this uh, episode yet again this week. Let's get stuck straight into it. Uh, that Thursday night game, I want to erase it from my memory. I want to pretend like it didn't happen. I want to, you know, just blank that from my entire recollection right after I finish this recap for you guys, okay? We did have to watch the agonizing 7-12 to match between the Chicago Bears and Washington Commanders. The Commanders got over the line in the end after only scoring three points in the first three quarters of football. They ended up scoring nine in the last quarter to be able to get over the top of the Bears, who only scored their only touchdown in the third quarter. Justin Fields, man was running for his life. Um, I think he's... I'm surprised he's not in hospital. He should be in like a full-body cast of what um, after what he had to deal with on Thursday night football. Um, man threw for 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 14-27. Continues to be a little disappointing. Um outside of what he's able to do with his legs this game. He had 12 carries for 88 yards, looked really nice late in the game. He was able to get that, you know, that really big run to set them up in the red zone and then they were able to, you know, what you'd think was score. If Darnell Mooney, who I played on uh, my in my lineup this week, go me, he ended up having a good game. But he wasn't able to come down with the touchdown, fumbled a little bit, ended up catching it just on the sideline outside of the end zone. So unfortunately, the Bears moved to 2-4, and four, watched the Commanders move up to 2-4 and four as well. We had Khalil Herbert ended up getting being the most productive running back. Um, was out, basically out carried by David Montgomery, um, almost double, but still ended up with more yards. He had seven carries for seventy five yards. David Montgomery fifteen for sixty seven. We saw Dante Pettis lead the team in receiving. Um, he had four for eighty four and that touchdown. Really nice throw um, and catch by Dante Pettis and Justin Fields. Darnell Mooney seven catches sixty eight yards. Really nice, especially for playing a PPR league. His target volume is huge. Um, as soon as they start throwing the ball more than like 15 times a game. Darnell Mooney seems to be a really nice play. Glad I got him off you, Barbs. You suck. Um, Cole Komet, one catch, 15 yards. David Montgomery, one for 13. And Vilas Jones, one for 10. When we move on to the commander side of the ball, during the game, we saw Carson Wentz trying to brush off a finger injury, and it's clear that it um, has gotten the best of him. They're expecting him to miss upwards of four weeks um, with that finger injury. So we'll probably see Taylor Heineke. Hopefully we see some Sam Howell. I mean, that would be far more entertaining. I don't know why they're just trying to win games Taylor Heineke at two and four. You might as well at least see what you got in, ta- in uh, Sam Howell. Carson Wentz, 12-22, 99 yards. Dreadful as always. Brian Robinson. Good to see him back on the field, um, you know, and he literally took over as the lead running back the very first game in. So uh, props to him, um, especially after he was shot in the offseason, now being able to make his way back to the NFL pitch. Um, yeah, really, really happy for uh, Brian Robinson. Actually got his first touchdown as well um, of his career. So he had 17 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson spelled in with five carries for 35 yards. was really nice and efficient. Um Antonio Gibson looked good. Like, he actually didn't look bad. He almost looked better than Brian Robinson, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the coaching staff think, and they hate Antonio Gibson. So, uh, Brian Robinson, he's going to be a uh, nice little fantasy piece for people, especially those who took him late in uh, Dynasty Drafts, ended up getting him in the third round. Shout out, Andrew. Um, But, yeah, he's going to be a nice piece to see how we can go and how we can develop as well. Terry McLaurin led the team receiving, three catches, 41 yards. Cole Turner had two for 23. Antonio Gibson, three for 18. Curtis Samuel, two for six. None of these players you wanted to start in your lineups, um, unfortunately. 
Terry McLaurin, disappointing, and Curtis Samuel, disappointing. Probably the only two receivers you were thinking about starting in this um, commander's offense that has continued to struggle. Let's move on to the next game. We have got... Let me just scroll back up this page. They're really making me work here. Oh, gone too far. This is chaos. Giants-Ravens. What a game. And uh, just want to shout out Brian Dayball. The 5-1. and one. Yep, the 5-1 and one New York Giants. They look awesome. Um, it doesn't matter that they've got no weapons in the receiving game or tight ends. or It's literally just Saquon Barkley, this running game, the defense, and then Danny Dimes just not turning the ball over. He looked good. Um, he had 19 completions, 27 attempts, 173 yards, two touchdowns, did what he needed to do. Saquon Barkley always doing what he needs to do. 22 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And then we also had Daniel Beelinger, who continues to impress, honestly. Um, he's a nice little sleeper ad, um, in, especially in a dynasty league, if you want to pick him up, see what he develops into. Really good, nice uh, player is appearing. He had five catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Wondell Robinson got his first career touchdown as well. He had three for 37 and a touchy. Marcus Johnson, two for 25. Richie James, two for 18. Darius Slayton, one for 18. Matt Breida, two for 17. Saquon, three for 12. Gave you a few extra PPR points. Awesome, awesome stuff by the Giants. Really impressed by what Brian Dayball's been able to do with this offense and this team as a whole. Lamar Jackson, bit of a disappointing day sadly. Um, He did have 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Was able to give you 77 yards on the ground, so you were happy with the fantasy day in the end. Um, It appears J.K. Dobbins is still working his way back into this offense, into 100%. It was Kenyon Drake who took on a big uh, load for the Ravens um, in the running game. He had 10 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. He's a nice little add um, as well if you're really struggling at the running back position, especially with the bye weeks now. Kenyon Drake, someone you could pick up, plug in your lineup, and expect to get at least a few points um, as well. Mark Andrews continues to be Mark Andrews. Seven catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Um, is really, really um, taking on the opportunity with Rashad Bateman out. He's undeniably the number one option. Isaiah Likely, two for 30. Demarcus Robinson, three for 27. Josh Oliver, two for 21. Devin DuVernay, one for 14. Kenyon Drake, one for eight. And Tylan Wallace, one for four. Not too many other storylines to take from this other than the Baltimore Ravens are back to 500 now. Haven't been super impressive. I feel like the offense needs to get clicking a little bit more. The defense has been good at times. They just can't seem to piece it all together. Keep losing these late games. Um, I think something it does need to sort of give, and I think they'll be fine going forward. The Indianapolis Colts get over 500 now. They're 3-2-1 and one after they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are now 2-4, and 34-27. Uh, Matt Ryan. Hell of a game. I've got, got to give Matt Ryan props when uh, he has a game like this because, man, just got it done. Um, finished with 389 yards and three touchdowns, uh, 42 of 58, threw the ball almost 60 times. Um, yeah, props to Matt Ryan, props to this Colts offense being able to get something going without Jonathan Taylor. Deion Jackson had 12 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Philip Lindsay, three for seven. Michael Pittman, he's well and truly arrived, everyone. Um you know, I think Michael Pittman owners were a little bit concerned about uh, his level of involvement um, and the level of production they were getting out of him, not what they expected going into the season, but this is what we expect from Michael Pittman, high-volume, high-talent player. He had 13 catches, 134 yards. It was Deion Jackson, who I played in a couple lineups, and I was very, very happy about it. He had 10 receptions, 79 yards, absolute monster in a PPR league. Paris Campbell had a nice little game, probably the best game of his career, to be honest. He had seven catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Alec Pierce continued to be really 
really good for fantasy. Shout out Burjo. Um, three catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Kylan Granson, four for 38. Jelani Woods, two for 27 and got into the end zone. There's always going to be a Colts tight end that falls into the end zone. It always happens, whether it's Mo Ali Cox, Kylan Granson, or Jelani Woods. You can't pick one. Um, you're gonna have a tough time trying to uh, trying to do that if that's you know how desperate your uh, tight end position is. Um, Trevor Lawrence, twenty att- sorry, twenty completions, twenty two attempts, nice completion percentage, but only had 165 yards and a touchdown. Um, they relied on the running game quite a bit, but they weren't able to you know get enough points on the board and score enough points. Sadly, um, Travis Etienne. 10 carries, 86 yards, continues to be the far more efficient running back between himself and James Robinson, played on more snaps than James Robinson, um, and is clearly the better pass catcher as well. So I think Travis Etienne is going to continue to you know dig in more and more of this offense. It won't be a complete takeover because James Robinson is still a good running back, and I think they want to use both of them. Um, it was Jermichael Hasty who in the end got the rushing touchdown um, for the... Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 357, got a nice little touchdown run. Uh, that's going to happen from time to time. If you're a Travis Etienne or James Robinson owner, you're pretty upset when it was Jermichael Hasty who got into the end zone. James Robinson, 1254, nice game. Um, wasn't able to, you know, give you enough to be happy to start him in fantasy, unfortunately. Trevor Lawrence got into the end zone twice on the ground, six carries, 23 yards. Had a really good fantasy day. You would have been quite happy, but I think he would have been gone home. Disappointed without the win. Zay Jones returned um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 5 for 42. Evan Ingram, 5 for 40. Christian Kirk had 4 for 24 on the touchdown. Saved his fantasy day with that touchdown. His last two games are a little bit concerning. I think hopefully he can get back to what he was giving you earlier in the year. But if this is what's to continue, I think his value is going to continue to... Um, you know, continue to drop if he's not going to be the alpha wide receiver in this offense. Um, Travis Etienne had two for 22. Tim Jones, one for 20. Luke Farrell, one for 11. Jamal Agnew, one for five. And J-Rob had one for one. Not too much else to take away from this game. Hopefully, Jonathan Taylor is back this week for the sake of my dynasty team. Can't wait to have JT back. Best player, um, you know, in fantasy football. At, you know, if he can even get back to his best of last year. Um, the next game... An absolute blowout, and it was a blowout from the beginning, and I'm really quite impressed with Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots who've moved to 3-3. Three and three. They won this game against Cleveland Browns, 38-15. I'm going to start with the Cleveland Browns side of the ball. Jacoby Brissett continued to show that he is very pedestrian. 266 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Turning the ball over against Bill Belichick, it's not going to bode well for you. They're going to control the clock. They're going to beat you in the running game. They're going to beat you all over the field. You know, collect first downs, wind the clock back. You're not going to have a chance to be able to get your running game going, Cleveland. You're not going to be out of a chance to, you know, they're going to play two high safeties. You're going to have to throw the ball the whole time. It's going to take you a long time to get down the field. Never really had a chance once they went down early. Now, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, played pretty poor. Um, wasn't allowed to get uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt involved as much as they would like. Nick Chubb had 12 carries, 56 yards, and Kareem Hunt, 4 carries for 12 yards. Quite disappointing fantasy days for the both of them. Donovan Peoples-Jones had 4 for 74. He's going to be hard to predict when this production comes. But he looks like a nice piece. We'll wonder um, what he looks like once Deshaun Watson comes back. You know, some of these guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, David Bell, they could be nice pieces with a, you know, a far better passing offense than what we've seen from Jacoby. 
David Njoku, 358. Um, nice little game for him. Continues to show why he was, you know, first-round pick in the first place. Amari Cooper, 444 at a touchdown. You're happy with his fantasy day. Faro Brown, 2 for 21. Harrison Bryant, 3 for 18. Michael Woods, 1 for 15. Nick Chubb, 1 for 13. As I mentioned before, David Bell, 1 for 13. Dionis Johnson, 2 for 9. On the Patriots side of the ball, it is well and truly Ramondre Steven season. 19 carries, 76 yards, two touchdowns. He's the man. Um, far better than Damien Harris, am I right, people? Um, but, yeah, so as long as Damien Harris is out, he's a locked and loaded running back one. And there's no questions about it. Bailey Zappi was incredibly um, impressive with his performance. 309 yards, two touchdowns, um, got the job done. In the running game, Tyquan Thornton, New England Patriots uh, rookie on my dynasty team, mind you. Three carries, 16 yards, got into the end zone on the ground. Awesome work by him. Saw Devontae Parker lead the team in receiving. He had four for 61. And then Hunter Henry also had four for 60. Uh, sorry, Devontae Parker had four for 64. I'm seeing too many numbers here. Hunter Henry, four for 61 and a touchdown. Johnny Smith, two for 61. Kobe Myers, four for 60. Gave you an okay fantasy day. Tyquan Thornton had four for 37 and a touchdown. Really big fantasy day for Tyquan Thornton. I don't think many people had uh, him in the starting lineups, but, you know, just by ask if you did good luck to you Kendrick Bourne had one for 17 Ramondre Stevenson gave you a few extra PPR points with four for 15 through the air as well um, yeah the New England Patriots do they have a quarterback controversy on their hands I don't think they do but you know it's fun to talk about it's fun to speculate the very next game it was Joe Burrow like imagine I'm saying that like Burrow, like the New Orleans, like New Orleans when he's in Louisiana. Joe Burrow, 300 yards, three touchdowns. He's the man. Four for 25 on the ground and a touchdown. Massive fantasy fantasy day. The quarterback won on the week. This is the Joe Burrow we remember. This is the Joe Burrow we love. This is the Joe Burrow that got the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl last year. Really good performance. Joe Mixon, eight for 45. Didn't get too many carries, but was efficient with them. He also got into the end zone through the air. Four for 23 and a touchdown. We also saw Jamar Chase. He's incredible, everyone. Um, you know, this is what you're going to get with Jamar Chase. You know, there are all those T. Higgins, you know, stands. There's always T. Higgins versus Jamar Chase. And, you know, oh, we drafted T. Higgins like four rounds later. I'm the best. I'm so good. There's a reason why you took Jamar Chase in the first round of fantasy drafts because he's going to give you a week-winning week, game just like he has this week. Seven catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. He's every chance to break any catch to the end zone, and that's what he did um, this week. Tyler Boyd, 6 for 66. Nice game. T. Higgins, 6 for 47. Gave you an okay fantasy day. Nothing too special. Hayden Hurst, 3 for 21. I mentioned Joe Mixon, 4 for 23. Samaje had 2 for 11. On the Saints side of the ball, um, they would have been disappointed with how this game finished, actually. They had a lead for a majority of the game, and they just weren't able to, you know, put the Bengals away. They were able to, you know, keep themselves close enough and then, you know, let their playmakers uh, win the game for them. Andy Dalton, 17-32 for 162 yards and a touchdown. I'm sure the Saints are looking forward to getting Jameis Winston back this week. We don't know if that will be this week with they, them playing on Thursday night football, but we will wait and see. Alvin Kamara, 19 carries, 99 yards. Nice rushing day for him. Mark Ingram, 9 for 46. Rashid Shahid, 
had one carry, 44 yards, got into the end zone. Um, shout out to anyone who had Rahid, Rashid Shahid in their lineups. Um, Taysom Hill, 5 for 39 as well, though, doing his thing. Traquan Smith, a guy that uh, everyone thought was going to be good for a long time, and he's actually just not, but he got into the end zone, 3 for 43 and a touchdown. Juwan Johnson, 4 for 41. Marcos Callaway, 3 for 36. Alvin Kamara, 6 for 25. Keith Kirkwood, 1 for 14. Mark Ingram, 1 for 11. Adam Trautman, 1 for 8. You're probably wondering why all these no-names are here on the receiving stats. It's because Jarvis Landry, Mike Thomas, and Chris Olave all missed this game. Um, it's actually quite impressive that the Saints were able to put up 26 points with Andy Dalton and these guys as his receivers. Um, doesn't really bode well for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals defense, does it? Next game, we got the Steelers upsetting the Buccaneers. You love to see it. You love to see a hero fail. Um, Tom Brady, what's going on? You're getting a divorce. You've you've basically broken up your whole family to come back and lose to the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. It's kind of pathetic, if I've got to be honest. Um, Tom Brady, 25 of 40, couldn't get things going. 243 yards, one touchdown. Leonard Fournette had 21 carries for 63 yards. This offense sputtered. The Steelers' offense was uh, defense was really good, and they were able to you know get over the top of the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin six for ninety five led the team in receiving. Mike Evans twelve for forty two kind of got shut down. Leonard Fournette six for thirty eight and a touchdown continues to be elite for fantasy. Cade Otten two for twenty three. Russell Gage two for twenty. Cameron Bright two for fourteen and Rashad White three for eleven. Not much else to say about the Buccaneers other than they need to, you know, probably get back on track. They're at 500 now. I have faith in the GOAT that he'll uh, turn things around for the Buccaneers. Kenny Pickett started the game, ended up having to exit with an injury. Um, 67 yards, one touchdown, 11 for 18. Mitch Trubisky came in, dominated, 9 for 12, 144 yards and a touchdown. Go Mitch Trubisky. Everyone loves to see that. Najee Harris, 14 for 42. Um, continues to be disappointing on the ground. Was able to save his fantasy day when he had two catches for seven yards and a touchdown. Um, we also saw Chase Claypool have a big blow-up game. These are going to happen from time to time because you've got guys like Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens who are all relatively good players. You just don't know which one's going to blow up each week. So he had seven for 96 and a touchdown. Connor Haywood, 2 for 49. Deontay Johnson, 5 for 28. Disappointing fantasy day. Same with George Pickens, 3 for 27 as well. Let's move on to the next game. The Steelers, again, offense isn't that good. Defense can um, be better than it's shown in the first you know, five games of the season, as we saw this week. So we'll wait and see where that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense can get back to what they were a couple years ago. Speaking of upsets, though, and being at 500, the Atlanta Falcons... 3-3 three and three now, 28-14. to 14. They beat the San Francisco Niners, who fall to 3-3 three and three as well. Marcus Mariota. You can win with Marcus Mariota, people. The more you know. Four, 13 completions, 14 attempts. That's an incredibly high completion percentage. Like, I'm no mathematician. I'm not going to crunch the numbers here. You don't need me for that. But 129 yards, two touchdowns, really efficient. Again, this rushing attack by the Atlanta Falcons, that offensive line, it just moves people out of the way. They just move people. They pick up first downs. Caleb Huntley, 16 for 59. Tyler Allergy, 15 for 51. Max Marietta, 6 for 50. Got into the end zone. Great fantasy day for him. Continues to be very viable as a streamer. 
Olamide Zacchaeus led the team in receiving with 4 for 58. Drake London, 3 for 40. Kyle Pitts, 3 catches, 19 yards. Got into the end zone. Very out of character for Kyle Pitts, but you were glad if you still had him in your lineup, you got a touchdown out of him. Still continues to be relatively disappointing. I don't know if the arrows pointed uh, too far up, even after a good fantasy day. Keith Smith, 1 for 8. Avery Williams, 1 for 2. Michael Pruitt. I don't know who that is, but he had one catch for two yards and a touchdown. Congrats to Michael Pruitt. Spelt really, really weirdly as well, guys. It's M-Y, like capital M-Y, Cole in capital, like C-O-L-E. It's almost like he's got two names and smashed it together. Maybe his parents hate him or something. It's Yeah, not, not good. Jimmy G, couldn't get it done. 29, att- 29 completions, 41 attempts, 296 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Playing from behind the entire game, Jeff Wilson wasn't able to get going on the ground. They only had gave him seven carries for 25 yards. He did fumble. Jimmy G, 3 for 11 on the ground. Debo couldn't get much going on the ground either. 2 for 11. Tevin Coleman, 4 carries, 3 yards. Really disappointing. Running game just was not working whatsoever. Brandon Ayuk finally had his blow-up week. He had 8 for 83 and 2 touchdowns. Was wrapped when I started him in a couple of leagues. Go Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle had a nice game. 8 for 83. Showing us what George Kittle can do when he's not blocking on every single play, which was cool. Debo Samuel, 7 for 79. You're happy with his fantasy day. Kyle Juszczyk chimed in, 4 for 33. Yuan Jennings, 2 for 18. Not too much to take away from this other than the Niners were very disappointing. Um, we'll see if they can t- their offense can turn it around and their defense can, you know, stop someone. But maybe it's just a Falcons run game. They were awesome. Now, spell it out for me, everyone. I know, I know Joel's at home listening to this and he knows what game I'm about to talk about and I want to spell it out with him. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. They look good. Like, are the Jets a good football team? Like, Zach Wilson's like a pretty average quarterback this year so far. But if he's average and his defense is good and his running game's elite, they can win games. And they've already out sitting at 4-2. and two. Zach Wilson, 10 of 18, 110 yards. Doesn't matter. Doesn't need to throw the ball 20 times in a game. They're still going to win. Brees Hall, 20 carries, 116 yards and a touchdown. He is the man. I don't think it's an over-exaggeration to say that Brees Hall is at least a top three running back in Dynasty. Like I'm trying to think who you put ahead of him. You put Jonathan Taylor, but he's been injured and he was disappointed to start the year. DeAndre Swift, he was really impressive to start the year, but he's been injured. Who, who else is there? Javante Williams, he's certainly not in anymore with the with the injury. Najee Harris, incredibly disappointing. And then you got you guys like Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley. Those guys are too old. Brees Hall is making a serious case to be the running back one overall. Michael Carter, 6 for 41. Braxton Berrios, 1 for 20. And a touchdown on the ground. Awesome work by Braxton Berrios. Continues to just be an absolute pest. Um, for the New York Jets. Corey Davis led the team receiving two catches, 52 yards. CJ Uzama, two for 17. Tyler Conklin, one for 16. Garrett Wilson, one for eight. Michael Carter, one for six. Braxton Barrios, one for six. Brees Hall, two for five. Again, these receiving options for the Jets, um, they don't want to throw the ball many times. You're not going to get these high-volume targets that you need from these receivers to get elite fantasy numbers. So I think Garrett Wilson's a great player, but he's only had one catch for eight yards. 
Elijah Moore's goose egged on everyone. Anyone that played him, he gave you zero points. Corey Davis, you're probably not thinking about starting him. He's a hit or miss. He's probably a boom-bust player. But even he's just as equally involved as those two other guys. So it's going to be hard to pick which one you're going to be playing from week to week. Um, obviously, if they're playing from behind, they're going to be throwing the ball more. But they might be, you know, they might not be playing from behind. This defense is legit. And now, speaking of legit, let's speak about something that's not legit. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. What is going on? They're now back at 500. The offense looks, frankly, pathetic. The defense struggled against the Jets. Um, They need to figure it out because this is uh, another performance by the Green Bay offense that hasn't been able to show that they can accumulate first downs, hasn't been able to show that they've been able to put the ball in the end zone. I don't know, we all want to bash Aaron Rodgers, but they this Green Bay front office continues to put next to no weapons in front of Aaron Rodgers. So it's just a bit of give or take. Who need, Aaron Rodgers probably needs to step up, but the offense hasn't really given him the best opportunities as well. AJ Dillon bounced back a little bit this week. He had 10 carries for 41 yards. Aaron Jones, 9 for 19 as well. So if you you know someone that owns AJ Dillon like myself and you're watching that Aaron Jones-AJ Dillon um, backfield battle, Again, they're going to split the work 50-50. I think both can be fantasy relevant at the same time. We saw Robert Tonyan, um, as he worked himself back from injury as well, as getting far more involved. It's really nice to see. 10 catches, 90 yards, really good fantasy day. Alan Lazard continues to do what I said he would do, and that's, you know, give you four catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. He's going to finish the year with eight-plus touchdowns. He's going to give you, like, 900 yards, and he's going to finish as a top 24 receiver. That's just what was going to happen, and I was banging on about it all off-season. I hope you've listened, but Alan Lazard's just going to give you good fantasy production because he's the only guy that Aaron Rodgers can trust. Aaron Jones had three for 25. Romeo Dubes had five, uh, sorry, four catches, 21 yards. He continues to be heavily involved as well. He's a nice little piece. I do like Romeo. Murray Rogers, four for 14. AJ Dillon got involved in the passing game as well, four for 11. Um, I'm going to butcher this name, Josiah DeGuerre. He had one for nine. Randall Cobb, one for eight as well. So, yeah, I don't know what the Packers are going to do. I think there's going to be better days ahead for both the receivers and for the running backs as well. But at this stage, a little bit disappointing from the Packers so far this season. Let's move on to the Dolphins-Vikings game. Honestly, I don't know what was up with uh, Red Zone, but I reckon I saw about a whole two minutes of this game. Teddy Bridgewater. 23 of 34 came in after Skylar Thompson was injured as well. Skylar Thompson was supposed to start the game, well, did start the game, supposed to play out the whole game, and they were going to rest Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Tua Tagovailoa coming off concussions. But with the injury to Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater ended up coming in. They are expecting Tua to be back next week. We'll wait and see um, until that is confirmed. Teddy Bridgewater went 23 of 34, 329 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, wasn't able to get the job done. Raheem Mostert led this backfield yet again. He is the workhorse back in Miami, if you weren't sure. 14 carries, 49 yards for him. You saw Tyreek Hill have another massive game, continues to be just as productive as he ever has been because Tyreek Hill is a good player. Um, I'll admit, both him and Jalen Waddle, I was far too low on them coming to the season. Jalen Waddle had six catches for 129 yards. Both are elite fantasy options. Um, doesn't matter who's under center, to be honest. Um, Mike Secchi had a huge fantasy day, six for 69 and two touchdowns. I don't know. If you've been on Twitter, if you've been on Instagram, you've seen the horrific crime against humanity that is the Mike Secchi gritty. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, he needs to be stopped. Um, I'm not the only one that's saying he needs to be stopped. 
But, you know, it's, it's just not funny anymore, Mike. If you're listening, cut it out, yeah? You're just embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing the game. Dustin Jefferson can't sleep at night. Have some compassion. Chase Edmonds, 2 for 28. Can't believe he still exists. Um, Raheem Mostert's basically just, like, taken over um, entirely. Alec Ingold, 2 for 10. Trent Sherfield, 1 for 6. Going to have a look at the Viking side of the ball now. Kirk Cousins, 20 or 30, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Controlled the ball really well. Did a good job to get the Vikings over the line. Dalvin Cook had 13 carries of 77 yards and a touchdown. He is well and truly back. Dalvin Cook is a top 10, possibly top 5 running back for the rest of the season. You know what you're going to get from Dalvin as long as he is not injured. Justin Jefferson had another nice game. 6 for 107. Just does what he does. Adam Thielen does what he does. Gives you four catches. You know, anywhere between 30 and 70 yards and a touchdown. Gave you 36 yards, four catches and the touchdown. Really happy. Had him in my lineup. Go Adam Thielen. Me and Burjo versus the world. Um, three catches and 18 yards for KJ Osborne. Four catches, seven yards, and the touchdown for Irv Smith. So you were happy that he got into the end zone if you played him. Dalvin Cook had a catch for six yards, and Johnny Munt had two catches for one yard. Let's continue on. We've got, what, one, two, three for five games to go. Oh, I just saw that last game and it threw up in my mouth a little bit. All right. We've got Los Angeles Rams, Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are just dreadful, aren't they? Um, Los Angeles Rams almost did their best job to keep them in the game for most of this um, this game. They were able to pull away late um, in the third and fourth quarter. Matthew Stafford continues to be relatively disappointing. 26-33, 253 yards, one touchdown, one interception. We saw Darrell Henderson um, with... I don't know if anyone heard the news this week. I definitely did. Cam Akers... Um, Mispractice, personal reasons. Oh, no worries. Uh, you know, he's gone through some stuff. Maybe there's something, you know, a family member or, or you, you try to be compassionate in those situations. Then comes out that he's had maybe he's had an argument with the coaching staff. Maybe he doesn't want to be with the team anymore. Just develops and you think there's got to be, there's, there's something more here. It gets to Friday and he's saying, I demand to be traded. I don't want to be on the team anymore. The Rams are done. Cam Akers is done. That's it. He will never play for the Los Angeles Rams again. That escalated so quickly. So it was Darrell Henderson that took over the backfield, had 12 carries, 43 yards, and the touchdown. Cooper Cup had a couple rush attempts, 2 for 17. Ben Skoranek continues to just steal fantasy points wherever he can. He had one carry for 17 yards, got into the end zone. Malcolm Brown, um, the bones and the shell of Malcolm Brown are still in the NFL. Good luck to him. He had seven for 15, um, very inefficient. Brandon Powell had three for 13 as well. Tutu Atwell had a carry for nine yards as well. Cooper Cup gave you seven for eight, seven yard, seven catches, not seven yards. Gee, that would have been a very off game for Cooper Cup. Seven catches, 80 yards. It's a pretty quiet game for Cooper Cup, if I'm honest. Alan Robinson, signs of life with Alan Robinson. He heard he heard my podcast last week, and he answered the call. I love your work, Alan. Maybe you're back. Who knows? He had five catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Actually looked good in the game. He didn't just, like, catch some crappy touchdown or, you know, but he actually looked good. He was making plays on the sidelines. He's having arguments with refs. He's telling me my feet were in. He wants it. He actually showed a bit of heart. I'm actually I'm convinced he listened to the pod last night. Um, last not last night, last game. Ben Skronik, um continues to you know rack up a few points here or there. Four for forty. Brandon Powell had four for twenty-seven. Ronnie Rivers, whoever the hell that is, one for fourteen. Malcolm Brown, one for thirteen. Darrell Henderson, two for nine. Tyler Higby disappointed. Charlie M gave him one catch for seven yards. 
Let's move on to the Panthers' side of the ball when it was an absolute uh, joke of an offense. 10 for 16 for Philip Walker for 60 yards. He was then benched for Jacob Eason, who had 3 for 5, 59 yards and an interception. I mean, let, let's just see what the guy can do. Um, Christian McCaffrey, he's awesome. Um, you know, as long as he's not injured, he is arguably the best running back in fantasy. Um, 13 carries, 69 yards. Dante Foreman spelled him 5 for 19. Chuba Hubbard, 2 for 6. We're hearing rumblings that Christian McCaffrey could be traded. Who knows? If you've got a roster spot, pick up Dante Foreman in case something is happens um, on the Christian McCaffrey trade front. He had seven catches, 89 yards. He's giving you wide receiver numbers from the running back position plus his rushing. That's just how Christian works. He's broken. Um, Ian Thomas, 2 for 22. DJ Moore continues to be one of the biggest stinkers in fantasy football. You didn't think it could get worse than what he was dealing with with Sam Darnold last year, but it does. Three for seven. Unstartable. You can't start DJ Moore. Chuba Hubbard had one catch for one yard. Um, really exciting stuff by the Carolina Panthers, who now move to one and five. Going to be in the five for that number one overall pick. you got to think they're going to target Bryce Young in the draft. Um, now, the Seahawks-Cardinals game. Arguably one of the grossest games of the slate. Um, we saw Geno Smith just, you know, I wouldn't say dominated, but I say he controlled the game really well. I think the, the Seahawks were really well coached. Hate Pete Carroll, but he's done a good job in this game here. He had 20, att- 20 completions, 31 attempts, finished with 197 yards. We saw Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, RB1 season is upon us. 21 carries, 97 yards and a touchdown. He is the man. He's going to continue to be the man. Geno Smith gave you six carries, 48 yards on the ground as well. Um, but if yeah, the main takeaway from this game is that uh, Kenneth Walker is a running back one for the rest of the season. I'm pretty confident to say that, honestly. I think he's talented. I think the opportunity is going to be there. I think the Seahawks team, they want to, you know, as good as Geno Smith's going to be, they want to be able to take the ball out of his hands, you know, a little bit more than what they have the first few weeks. They've got a consistent running game. So I think he's going to be really good for the rest of the season. Noah Fant led the team in receiving, had six for 45. Dwayne Eskridge had three for 39. DK Metcalf disappointed. He had two for 34. Marquise Brown, two for... Marquise Goodwin, not Marquise Brown. We'll get to Marquise Brown. Two for 26. Tyler Lockett, two for 17. Disappointed fantasy owners, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. There's going to be better days ahead. Um, you kind of expect that with Geno Smith under center and the way this game played out. Um, you weren't going to get a massive score from those two, sadly. Kenneth Walker chimed in with 2 for 13. Will Disley, 1 for 12. Kobe Parkinson, 2 for 11. Let's move on to the Cardinals side of the ball. This offense continues to be disappointing. They just play from behind and then you get a late touchdown from Kyler Murray and you're happy with the fantasy day and, you know, I'll take it. I'm a big fan of junk time touchdowns as long as they're on my team. But he had 222 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Um, But he did give you 10 carries for 100 yards on the ground. So his fantasy day was salvaged in that sense. Eno Benjamin, really inefficient, had 15 carries for 37 yards. Zach Ertz continues to be a top five tight end, seven for 70. Uh, Marquise Brown, five for 68, gave you a decent fantasy day before he went down late with an injury. Um, Sadly, I do own Marquise Brown. I believe I own Marquise Brown in like three of my five leagues. Um, He was someone I was really high on going into the year. It appears as though I was right. He was a top five wide receiver. Um... But now it appears that he's, you know, hurt his ankle. Initially, um, he went and got X-rays. They came back negative, which is good news. Um, 
But now they've you know taken him in for some further testing, maybe how he was res- responding to the injury. Um, it appears that he's, they're calling it out indefinitely. Um, there are rumblings that it's going to be the rest of the season, sadly. But we will wait and see. It might just be you know one of those like high ankle sprains that are you know really nasty, and you're looking at something like eight weeks, and maybe he's back for the playoffs. Um, but other than that, it's probably the end of Marquise Brown's uh, season, unfortunately, and that's, that hurts a lot of my teams. Rondell Moore, someone who stands to benefit from that. He had six catches for 49 yards. Um, again, I'm hoping that you know he can take on more of the receiving load as well. They do use him very close to the line of scrimmage, very different players to Marquise Brown. But what they have done is they've gone out and acquired... Robbie Anderson, who was cracking the sads on the sidelines of the Rams um, Panthers game, was told to leave the leave the grant leave the uh, the field by the coaching staff with you know the tantrum that he was pulling, and then was immediately traded the very next day. So, uh, new Cardinals wide receiver Robbie Anderson will join um, DeAndre Hopkins, who's back from his six game suspension. I'm putting him straight in the lineup. D Hop is back. Um, my home league. You should all be scared. D Hop, the wide receiver one for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he's the real deal. He's not washed. You're a bunch of idiots. Can't wait to uh, prove you all wrong. Now, let's move on to the next game. We have got... I hate how the way the way Google like reloads all the games. I'm like, I just want to move back to that previous menu. I don't, you guys don't know what I'm talking about because you can't see my screen, but don't worry. I'm struggling out here. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, a game that everyone was looking forward to this week. Unfortunately, not as much scoring as you all thought. And I don't know if you were listening to the telecast, but Tony Romo at the beginning of the game, he strikes again. Good old Tony. He's awesome. One of the best in the business. He predicted the game was going to be 20-24. to He goes, I can just feel it's going to be a 20-24 to game. And he was bang on. Patrick Mahomes. Gave you a nice little fantasy day. Um, wasn't able to get the win, though, sadly. Threw a late interception to seal it. Um, he would be pretty disappointed with his performance. He moved The Chiefs moved 4-2. He had 338 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire continues to split the backfield. They don't really run the ball that much. They threw the ball 40 times, um, even in a new, pretty neutral game script for much of the day. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 9 for 33. Patrick Mahomes, 4 for 21. Pacheco had 2 for 9. Travis Kelsey had a four-yard run close to the end zone. Jerry McKinnon, two carries for one yard. Juju Smith-Schuster finally had one of those games that you expected him to have as a Kansas City Chief because your quarterback's Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have a day where you have five catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Um, again, it's going to be hard to trust in your lineups. You don't know when these weeks are going to come. But, you know, through the bye weeks, you can have a punt on Juju. Travis Kelsey, eight for 108, just does what Travis Kelsey does. He's the man. Mikko Hardman also got into the end zone, 3 for 42, one, cat, uh, one touchdown as well. Jake McKinnon, 3 for 29. Sky Moore, 1 for 24. Noah Gray, 3 for 19. Um, and Isaiah Pacheco had two catches for nine yards. MVS continues to be the odd man out in this offense, unfortunately, for any MVS owners. I think. I don't think anyone's got him in redraft. But you got him in Dynasty League. He's almost droppable. I don't know. Unless there's injuries or something like that, I don't see how he works himself into you know a role where he's going to be very fantasy relevant. Josh Allen, who'd have to be the front runner for MVP. I mean, him and Jalen Hurts, you know, pick your poison. Um, 329 yards and three touchdowns. He is the man, led the Buffalo Bills to victory. Um, Devin Singletary continues to be the number one back in this offense. We've also seen James Cook overtake. Um, gee, the name escapes me. The other trash running back in in Buffalo. Um, 
that, that, that'll come back to me, all right? I might just, like, spit his name out halfway through a sentence just to prove a point. Josh Allen, 12 for 32 on the ground. Um, wasn't very efficient, but made his presence felt. Stefan Diggs, 10 for 148 and a touchdown. He's him. I don't know if anyone's seen the clip of him, like, you know, screaming, I'm him on the sidelines. He is. He's bang on. Got into the end zone as well. He's the man. Gabe Davis gave you another good fantasy day. Three for 74 and a touchdown, doing what Gabe Davis does. Um, he's a big play machine. He's not going to be a guy that, you know, catches 12 balls in a game, but he is the man. Dawson Knox, awesome throw and catch between those two that um, they, you know, they got into the end zone. Three for 37. Him and Josh Allen hooking up. Um, Devin Singletary, four for 22 on the ground, on the not on the ground, through the air. Um, he had a nice fantasy day. Devin Singletary continues to be the only back that's really relevant in this offense. Someone you can probably, you know, trade for quite cheaply as well if you do need someone to fill in. Um, Reggie Gillum had three for 18. Khalil Shakir, two for 14. Isaiah McKenzie, two for nine. Let's get to the last two games now. We've, we've almost made it here, guys. We've done a good job. Eagles-Cowboys. How about them? Not Cowboys. Philadelphia Eagles. We're all big fans of the Eagles going into the season. I want to shout out our podcast for being so sharp. Um, I've been the Jalen Hurts supporter since day one. Joel, Andrew, I know you've jumped on the bandwagon late, but it's good to have you here. Um, We're all going to buy Eagles jerseys because we are just around this team. They're so fun to watch. The defense is elite. The offense has been elite. At the moment, it feels like they have no weaknesses. Jalen Hurts, 15-25, 155 yards and two touchdowns. Did what he needed to do. Miles Sanders continues to be awesome. This offense is good and the lead back's going to score touchdowns. Edding carries 71 yards and a touchdown. Awesome work by Miles Sanders. I want to point out this Dallas Cowboys defense. They're good. I want to actually point out that they are good, but the Eagles were better. In the receiving game, A.J. Brown continued to be great for fantasy. 5 for 67 and a touchdown. Devonta Smith, 5 for 44 and a touchdown. To be honest, I was a little bit worried that these two wouldn't be able to, you know, coexist, at least as, you know, really good fantasy assets. A.J. Brown, obviously, I would class him as an elite fantasy asset. Devonta Smith's a really good asset, especially um, with how young he is. But these guys are putting up numbers... Um, in spite of both of them being on the same team on a low passing volume offense um, and with all the concerns of Jalen Hurst's passing ability going into the season. But they've both been really good. Dallas got it, disappointed today, 2 for 22, had a few drops, could have been a bigger day. Um, But there will be better days ahead for him, still continues to be a top five tight end. Um, Jack Stoll, 1 for 21. Miles Sanders also had a catch for a yard. Um, We're on the Cowboys side of the ball. Believe it or not, Cooper Rush isn't as good as the Pro Bowl quarterback, Dak Prescott. And any Cowboys fans that disagree with that, you're an idiot. Um, can't believe there was any question surrounding Dak Prescott's um, ability to start for the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush, 181 yards, one touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, not much you can do this. Philadelphia Eagles defense is elite. I, I, I can't you know, put it any other way. I don't blame Cooper Rush. Really good backup quarterback. Um wasn't able to get the job done, unfortunately. Ezekiel Elliott continues to, you know, limit what Tony Pollard's going to be able to do in this season. Played really well, Zeke. He had 13 carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. A 14-yard touchdown, touchdown run. Really nice. As a Tony Pollard, as someone that doesn't own Tony Pollard, but if I did, I'd be, I'd be mad. Like you look at most weeks and you see Tony Pollard, you know, outproduce, be more efficient than Ezekiel Elliott. But you got to accept. That Ezekiel has paid all this money to be the, the guy. They're not going to. Jerry Jones not going to make himself look silly. They're going to feed Zeke, 
They want him to succeed. It makes them look better. It makes the Cowboys look better. You know, he's the heart and soul of that team, and he's going to continue to be, in my opinion. C.D. Lamb had 568, bit of a quiet fantasy day. Jake Ferguson was the uh, tight end that got into the end zone. He had four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. Peyton Hendershot, 2 for 22, whoever the hell that is. Michael Gallup, 2 for 18. Noah Brown, 1 for 10. Sean McKinnon, 1 for 10. Tony Pollard, 2 for 8. And Ezekiel Elliott had 1 for 5. Now... Not my favourite part of the episode. The Monday night game, Los Angeles Chargers, Denver Broncos. I want to, I want to take some time. I'm going to go through. I'm just going to go through the stats. I'm going to give you no emotion for the Broncos right here. I'm just going to go through the stats. I'm going to go through the stats for the Chargers, and then I'm going to have a bit of a debrief. Russell Wilson, 188 yards, one touchdown. Just emotionless. Latavius Murray, 15 for 66. Russell Wilson, 4 for 23. Melvin Gordon, 3 for 8. Again, Latavius Murray appears to be the lead back now. So uh, go Lat Murray, pick him up. Um, I think he's actually worth, you know, if you want to you know, put a few dollars. I know. I feel like most leagues should have waiver claims um, done with FAB, done with currency. Um, I'd be willing to pay, you know, 15%, 20% um, to get Lat Murray in a team because if he continues to be the lead back for the rest of the season, he's definitely going to have fantasy value. Jerry Judy led the team receiving 3 for 54. KJ Amler um, was able to connect on a deep shot 2 for 44. Greg Dulcich looked nice, definitely um, with Albert O out. Greg Dulcich already appeared to be. He's going to be the lead tight end, but he had 2 for 44 and a nice touchdown early. Eric Tomlinson, 1 for 16. Colton Sutton, 2 for 14. Very disappointing. Kendall Hinton, 1 for 8. Andy Beck, 1 for 7. Mike Broom, 1 for 3. Montreal, Montreal, Washington, 1 catch, 0 yards. Lat Murray, 1 catch for minus 2 yards. Let's get over to the Chargers side of the ball. Justin Herbert wasn't able to get anything going. The Denver Broncos defense looked absolutely elite, um, did everything they can. 238 yards, no touchdowns, one interception for Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler couldn't really get anything going on the ground, but did get into the end zone. He had 14 carries for 36 yards. Sony Michelle, 8 for 28. Justin Herbert, 2 for 9. Josh Palmer led the team in receiving. Um, he had 9 catches, 57 yards. Really nice day for him. Uh, it was good to see him filling in for Keenan Allen. Um between him and DeAndre Carter has been split, but it was nice to see Josh Palmer. Maybe he's separating himself just that little bit. Donald Parham, 3 for 53. Um, he does have a concussion now, so I don't think he's going to be out, but probably not someone you're looking to start in your fantasy lineups anyway. Austin Eckler gave you a good fantasy day because he had 10 catches for 47 yards, doing what Austin Eckler does, even when he can't get it done on the ground. Finds a way to get in the end zone, finds a way to get involved in the passing game. Jared Everett, 5 for 29. Not a terrible day, but you weren't super happy with the start. DeAndre Carter... Had three for 17. Mike Williams, you can't be too mad. Two for 17, but PS2 is absolutely the man. Um, again, what are you going to do? Like Mike Williams is going to give you boom weeks. He's going to give you bust weeks. It's what you signed up for. That's why I can't wait for Kenan Allen to be back and start proving all the haters wrong. Um, Sony Michelle, three for 14 through the air. And Michael Bandy, one catch for four yards. Now, this game, I even as a Broncos fan... I'm sick of seeing these losers on primetime. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing the Broncos. I don't want to go for this team. The way they're playing, this offense is just dreadful. I can't imagine being a defensive player for this team right now. You just have to sit there in disgust with what you see on the other side of the ball. Because they can't get a first down. They can't get like a get like a positive game. Like they just the offense goes backwards. They you know, they throw the ball 30 times and he's got 188 yards and they just look, but they just look so bad. Russell Wilson looks so bad. The receivers, I don't even think they really got open. Like I, 
I want to give Jerry Judy and Colton Sutton their props and say that they're good weapons and, you know, Russell Wilson sliding in. These guys, Jerry Judy, Colton Sutton, KJ Hamler. Oh, you know, to start the season, it was Albert O. We were saying these weapons are good, but are they? Are they? Are they good? Like, I know Russell Wilson's dealing with an injury, and now he's got an injured shoulder, now he's dealing with an injured hamstring. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear excuses. If he's really that banged up, put Brett Rippon in the game. Because at this point, I feel like he gives us just a good chance to win. We're the worst offense in the NFL. We had Drew Locke start the season last year, and Teddy Bridgewater, and the offense was better. You went and paid Russell Wilson $250 million. You gave up, what was it, two or three first-round picks, a second-round pick next year as well. Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, who may be a serviceable backup in the NFL, but I don't really want to count him. But Shelby Harris, hell of a player. Noah Fant was our tight end one. He still would have been our tight end one had he still been here. But, I mean, like, it's beyond a joke. We're two and four. Our backs are against the wall. We've got the hot, hot jumbo jets. And then you have the defense playing such a high level, at such a high level. That's what stings more. That overtime period, I don't know how many times it was, but the the defense, they basically got the ball back to the offense like what felt like three times. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was at least two. They had at least like two or three cracks at scoring points. They had two cracks at scoring points. If they kick a field goal, they win the game. Instead... You punt the ball away. The defense, the offense goes three and out. The defense goes back on the field, gets another stop against the best off, one of the best offenses in the NFL. Gets another one for you. They're doing everything they can. And then it's just what feels like, you know, what continues to be routine for the Broncos. A special teams error. They fumble the punt. The Chargers pick it up, run a few plays. Defense does a good job again. And they kick the field goal and win with an injured kicker. It's just some sort of sick story. I'm sick to my stomach. Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Colton Sutton, Melvin Gordon, have a cry about wanting to get, you know, get off the team. You you were benched because you're not good. That's why you were benched. It's not because, oh, I felt like I could help the team win. No, too bad. You missed your opportunity. I literally want the entire Broncos offense to have a good hard look in the mirror and ask themselves, what are you going to do to be better? Because at this point, you're the worst offense in football. I'm sick to my stomach. Thank you for listening to my rant. Thank you for listening to the Week 6 recap. I'm going to try to bring my mood back up. Going out for tea tonight. It's going to be good to see the boys. Um... But, yeah, really upset about the results these weeks. this week, sadly. Thank goodness I got the uh, win in fantasy or else it really would have been a rough week. Make sure you follow the podcast on the socials, um, on Twitter at the FB Addicts, on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts as well. Um, Andrew, always putting out good content on the Twitters. Um, yeah, make sure you listen to the rest of the boys' uh, the boys' uh, episodes. It's good content, guys. All right, take care. Catch you all next time.